Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, January 11th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your wacky Wednesday morning. How do you even start a show uh, today? Well, luckily, we've got a lot of practice with shows like today uh, coming off just absolutely embarrassing, humiliating, terrible Kentucky basketball losses. And last night is right there near the top. You're 22, 23, or 20 point favorite, 18 point favorite, whatever it finished being very, 20. very large spread. Yep. And Kentucky never leads in the game. Not at one point leads against South Carolina, who I easily considered the worst team in the SEC, but obviously going to need to reconsider that. UK basketball seems to be at a new low point, and it's totally and completely unacceptable. But for the next two hours, we're going to talk about it. We're going to vent. We're going to allow you to vent on the Thornton's text line. Just promise us that you will pop into a Thornton's and get some breakfast today. Make sure you tell them Kentucky Roll Call sent you and if you do that and you're a new refresher rewards member and you download the app they're going to get you a free breakfast breakfast sandwich and whatever drink of your choice you don't even have to really tell them that you you heard it on kentucky roll call but maybe somebody at the store will will appreciate it you never really know so stop in at thornton's today send your text into the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 we we have so many texts it's going to probably be virtually impossible to finish them today i even told justin kalen our a plus producer don't even so what we do is they're sent into like a machine they're sent into a number and we've got that on one platform but so where we can all see them and we could theoretically all read them we send them to another spot just copy and paste it normally doesn't take very long but on today's days like today it would probably take scoots until 730, 7.30, 7.40 to send them over. A little inside baseball. A lot of people don't care about this. So point being, we're not even going to send them over to the second platform. We're just going to read them straight from the text line, which is going to make them probably actually reverse chronological order. 
and, and I'm not sure if Roush even has access to the second platform. Mm, so it may nope. just be Scoots and I reading some of them today. And then what we don't finish, I will do a Twitter space afterwards if Roush or Scoots wants to hop in. Great if they're busy. I totally understand because that's us working for free. Uh, after hours, our radio show goes seven to nine, so I don't blame them if they can't do it. But I want to make sure that you all, your old texts get heard. UK basketball is in a really, really weird state. It's not fun. People have got stuff to say. I value your all's opinions, and and we'll make sure that we get to all of it. But Roush, not fun. Not not good times in the neighborhood. No, no. Um, that was a quad four loss. Uh, South Carolina was ranked. Uh, 268 out of 363 teams in the net. Uh, to the the threshold for a home loss to be a quad four is 161. So clearly a quad four, uh, not even close. Uh, that's just the third time South Carolina's ever won at Rupp. Just the third time ever, and you lost a 28 game home winning streak. And as you said, never even led. Went down 13 to two, and the Boo Birds were out. Um, I. I know that typically when you have because there's there's one of these upsets uh, about every other year, right? TJ, where Joe somebody comes into Rupp Arena has a big night, and uh, you know you you kind of remember their name down the stretch. You have the Crispin brothers uh, from way 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 back, uh, maybe more recently um, the the kid from A and M whose name escapes me. Elson Elson Turner. Elston Turner. Yeah, that was the that was the big one. But uh, Michi Johnson, he had kind of one of those nights. He was six of ten from three, had twenty six points. But I mean, after this game, though, nobody's just like blaming Michi Johnson. Man, that guy, he just went off, and we there was nothing we could do about it. Like, no, Kentucky just stunk for most of the game. Uh, put together a nice little run at the end, but then couldn't close out a comeback. Um, pretty embarrassing. Uh, embarrassing, humiliating. Uh, if you thought it was bad against Alabama, it got worse against South Carolina. And then I tweeted last night, if you think it's bad now, it's, just wait. Uh, some people, I, I guess I'm an insider now because they think like, oh, what does Roush know? No, Roush just watched that game. And like, what what, what makes you think that anything's going to get better after the last two games? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, and UK fans usually do a pretty good job of like recognizing great performances Elson Turner got a standing ovation even in a Kentucky loss. Uh, I don't know if Michi Johnson got a standing ovation. UK fans were probably so ticked off they they likely weren't in the mood to to do so. But of his six threes, how many of those were beyond like twenty three feet? Yeah, Five, but, four at least. They're, they're, yeah, was... and, and this is everybody just be patient with me. I'm going to probably say a few things today that a lot of people just totally disagree with, but be patient with me on on letting me finish the take but there's like a dark cloud of just terrible 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 luck over the university of kentucky basketball program not that there's other factors not being involved there totally are and i'm not blaming a home loss to terrible terrible south carolina and credit to them they played well especially michi johnson he totally balled out and was actually kind of fun to watch if you could separate your fandom with the actual game. He just looked like an NBA player out there uh, when he was at least shooting the ball. But first off, they hit 11 threes. Seemed like probably six or seven of them were from near NBA range. Secondly, Cason Wallace only plays eight minutes. He's hurt in a game where UK just needs anybody to step up. Jacob Toppin is not able to go. 
you mix those things together. And if Cason Wallace plays, doesn't get hurt, if Jacob Toppin's there and, and can contribute and help out a little bit, if Michi Johnson just doesn't absolutely go bonkers from three, I think he was a, 33, a 30% three-point shooter going into that game, which is just like, you know, how does somebody that's a 30% three-point shooter hit six, most of which were just incredibly, incredibly far away from the line? Like, that is somewhat bad luck. Like, that's somewhat just what – why? Like, why can't it just go the other way for U.K. basketball – but the reason why nobody cares about any of that, and rightfully so, it's South Carolina. You're at home. You're coming off the most embarrassing loss of the season where the student section at the opposing fan base at Alabama was chanting NIT. If that doesn't make you want to go out and play hungry and ticked off and mad, then truly nothing will. And nothing will for this team. And, Roush, you're right. It, it will only get worse. Tennessee – I don't think that line can be big enough for me to not want to bet the balls. I yeah, I, I was I was wondering what that number would be if if because it's going to be in the twenties, I would imagine, right? No, it probably won't be that high. Well, my then, buddy, my easy, buddy who's bam. pretty good at my buddy who's pretty good at those lines. He was like, if it's if it's Tennessee given seven, I'm going to unload. And I was like seven. I was like it's going to be more likely to be seventeen. It was thirteen on Kim Palm uh, on Monday, and I'm sure after baking in last night's numbers. The Ken Palm will adjust. Yeah, so it, it's gonna it's gonna not be pretty the rest of the way. This team, I think, has given up. You've heard some people mention locker room problems. I know the sack packs uh, seems to to have some scoop. I'd love to know what he knows, but I, I think I think most of that stuff is reactionary. Like UK is stinking. Everybody's hearing it from the fan base. Everybody's probably hearing it from their own friends, their own family, from wherever they are. And that's gonna that, that's that's a lot for eighteen to twenty two year olds. And while winning can cure everything, losing can make everything significantly worse. And so, if there's quote unquote locker room problems, I bet it's because Kentucky's having a really underwhelming season. I don't think it was right from the jump back in October. You had people at each other's throats. Maybe people weren't best friends, but if you win, nobody really cares if your best friends or not. If you lose that stuff becomes much more, the cracks get wider and wider and wider. So I don't doubt that this team has some issues with one another. That happens when you're having a really underwhelming season. But there's more losses along the way, probably big losses along the way. And I, I don't I don't think this, there's anywhere really for this team to go. Uh, you could excuse, and I tried to, trust me, you could excuse some of those losses as, hey, those teams are pretty solid. Uh, you you don't have a bad loss on the resume. Well, now you have one of the worst losses that a pa college basketball team can have to a Power 5 opponent. This isn't too terribly far off from allowing Louisville to come into your gym and beat you. And I do. I, you know, I think this team has just kind of given up. I think the losses have piled up, and that's disappointing. The effort's not where it needs to be. That's one thing that should travel regardless of where UK basketball's at as a program. The talent level, when you put that jersey on, there's an expectation that you're going to play your hardest and your darndest, and this team just doesn't. I tweeted out that – I mean, and how many second-chance points did South Carolina have? How many offensive rebounds did they have? How many times were they the ones diving on the floor, going after balls? Uh, I, I tweeted out – 21 second-chance points and um, offensive rebounds, 15 offensive rebounds. Yeah, it's just embarrassing stuff that should never happen to a U.K. team playing an inferior opponent – 
especially at home at Rupp Arena, especially when UK just could, I mean, it was a season-ending loss, and you couldn't afford it, and they just allowed it to happen time and time again. I tweeted that video where Oscar gets screened, he drops back and just looks, th- I mean, even, he made the wrong move by dropping back to begin with, but poor guy just didn't even know where to look. Like, even if he were supposed to be guarding the guy he thought he was guarding, which I forget who the other guard is who goes down with the big, Oscar's looking at the South Carolina bench. There's nobody even over there. And then he tries to make a closeout. All that does is take him out of rebounding position. South Carolina has a wide-open three, as wide-open as a three could possibly be in the game of basketball. A rare miss for the Gamecocks from deep last night. And then Damian Collins gets pushed around. Severe Wheeler is just waiting to go out of bounds to inbounds the ball as if South Carolina had already scored. South Carolina misses a bunny. Nobody thinks to move in. Finally, Antonio Reeves makes a step towards the basket, and uh, and then South Carolina does eventually score. But that was the epitome of, of last night's game, well, just that one play showing the fight, the hustle, or lack thereof from Kentucky basketball right now, completely and totally unacceptable. That's um, – and if you all wanted to know, South Carolina was in the – they were like 270th and three-point shooting percentage going into this game, and 33% shot 55 last night. Um, to your point though, TJ, uh, Lamont Paris, who I've got to remember his name now, um, I've struggled with it all year, but can't forget it now because he just went in and kicked Kentucky's ass. Uh, when watching film, his quote was, um, the ball screens, I wanted to get into ball screens. It appeared there was indecision on ball screens. We probably ran more than we usually do. I wanted to make Sheway move and make decisions. Uh, it's clear they're going to opponents are going to do this all year. That's what they did on the final possession when C, after CJ Frederick cut it to one. What did they do? They put Oscar in a ball screen, and uh, there was indecision. He didn't know. Am I going to hedge super? Like that's the part that's frustrating with me. Is I get like Oscar, like I get physical limitations. Oscar or, or severe short. Oscar slow, side to side, moving laterally. It happens. But on that last play, instead of just going hard at the three-point shooter and just saying, all right, I'm just not going to let this guy shoot a three. He did the, like, soft hedge where he kind of stayed in between. And what it did is it allowed the guy to shoot a three, but Oscar still couldn't box this guy out because he was stuck in between. Damian Collins rotates over to box out Oscar's man. Well, he probably didn't need to because Oscar can just figure it out. So instead, Oscar's scrambling. He sees a guy with nobody on him. It's Collins' man. He goes to try to get a body on him. It's too late. He fouls him on offensive rebound, shoots two free throws to make it a three-point game. I watched that possession, TJ, like seven times last night. It was I, I just kept watching it over and over because it's like, how how, how how is the basics? Like, defending ball screens is some day one stuff. And – I think the part that perplexes me most about this team is that the Bahamas trip was a complete waste of time. Not only from a like this is the kind of stuff you should be you should know because you 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 worked on it before the Bahamas trip. And the other part, I actually had somebody reach out to me uh, who, uh, last night who sat in the parent section during the games and said it was. Physically uncomfortable is how he described it. Like there was just like they didn't really talk to one another. Um, you know, I, I I part of it like I get where you're gonna cheer louder for your kid, but that like they would 
grown whenever uh, Wheeler would shoot and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh man, this just sounds, uh, this sounds bad. And, and the, the part that I w- just worry about even more to, is like, you, you to get through that, winning, winning can kind of fix some of that stuff. And they're not doing the basics like guarding pick and rolls and rotating on help defense, not just completely committing themselves on help defense to their opponents. Like it's very, very small, basic, fundamental stuff that they're not doing. It's keeping them from winning. And winning and beating bad teams like South Carolina can can help those other those other disconnects that are really just make this season feel so off. Yeah, and again, the the, the Wheeler stuff. Uh, if if parents are groaning when he shoots, well, what would you rather have one of seven other players just pass up open shots like everybody else does? That being said, Wheeler's Wheeler is just not, unfortunately, Kentucky basketball caliber, or at least not the way that Calipari is going to want to play. I don't blame him for shooting. I don't that that's the least of the concerns. But what I do blame him for is how are you just gonna get beat off the dribble yeah. oh. embarrassingly time and time again? You've been playing college basketball for four years, dude. I don't know how it's possible, TJ. I don't I, I really don't know how he can get beat on a straight line dribble that easily. And it's like it's it's not that he just gets like it's it's like a close and he's like kind of riding the guy down the lane or something like he gets beat and then just like turns his head and is like well there goes my guy yeah that that's something that I just don't remember happening last season I, I don't I don't get it maybe a bad matchup he is playing forty minutes maybe he's tired but but it's not a good look to just get beaten off the dribble like that and then of course that turnover he had when Kentucky <sighs> needed a bucket. That is that for a four-year player to make that decision. That is concerning. Like you're driving in, which that's fine. I don't blame him for trying to create. There's a little bit of an Archie Goodwin factor with Severe Wheeler in terms of mm-hmm. like, well, if nobody can get inside, then I'm going to have to be the person to try to get inside. He, you get inside, and 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 he, he was trying to get Reeves on a wraparound to the perimeter. You're gonna like did you not think any South Carolina player was following him out there and secondly there was no oomph on that pass it like you just it was a really bad decision. did he even look really bad decision no like the, no, it, he, left, he, he left his feet and had nowhere to go with he it left his feet and, and he did the the thing that we always work on when we're uh, in in middle school when you're doing all of your different types of passes you have your chest pass you have your bounce pass and then you have your launch it over your shoulder with one hand pass. Uh, who who doesn't remember working on that one when they were kids? And then of course, oh for 3 from the free throw line. You don't want to and I've been a wheeler defender in the right context, but like those are those are things that are just bad. Those are things that are just bad. Well, it, and whoever it, is UK's next point guard, I hope it's much better. I I I guess the explanation last night too was Wallace was limited with those back spasms. But 40 minutes, I mean, 40 minutes. He, he, he didn't – him and Oscar played the entire game. Yeah, and, and you know, re, like my – the 40 minutes part, I don't, I don't know. You, you could make a case of like, all right, if it's not him and Wallace is out, then who are you going to have to yeah. dribble the basketball? And, but my bigger issue is, like, we were saying this all season and we were getting frustrated by it all season. But it's it's just beyond concerning. And it's part of the reason why if this is the end of the Calipari era, 
while I definitely don't want it to end this way, and you know, it, it stinks that if if it is the end, that it will end this way. But all season we were talking, stop playing Livingston at the three with two other bigs. Stop doing it. And what does Cal do to start the game for seven minutes? He has Livingston at the three, and then he rotates either in Ware or Collins to go with Oscar. And and then you have Wheeler at point guard who, again, he can knock down wide open threes, but they weren't really available. He only took one. I was okay with even the three that he took. The situational basketball aspect of it, it probably wasn't the best time for it. But I'm, but I'm okay with he's wide open taking a three. And it was a bad shot and it was a bad miss. But why? For seven minutes did you play three bigs? I get it that Antonio Reeves in the doghouse. And I, I can see Cal's issues with Antonio Reeves. Antonio Reeves doesn't fight for anything besides maybe his own basket. And that's a pretty harmless, that's a pillow fight when he does fight for his own yeah. basket. Contact just pushes that dude away. But you're not going to see Antonio Reeves usually just soar to the rim, go through three bodies to go try to get a defensive rebound. Not really his style. Uh, so I can get some of Calipari's issues with Antonio Reeves because the toughness factor, and I'm using air quotes around that, and you can't see that because we're on a radio show here. But but you need scoring. You need people that can extend the floor, that can spread the floor. Uh, shout out to C.J. Frederick. He, he played his tail off, and it was nice to kind of yeah, see him get yeah. back. And then to Antonio Reeves' point, he did hit some jumpers, and he did do some nice things. But why did it take seven minutes where you allowed South Carolina to match their halftime total against Tennessee before you came to the wise idea that, oh, you know what, we, we probably need some offense here. We probably need some scoring. Because, again, and I've called this out since November. I've been wrong about a lot of things with this team, and I hate that. I don't like being wrong, but I'm, I'm not a coward. I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong because you learn when you're wrong. And I'm certainly learning a lot this season. But we talked about it all season. When you run your offense, which I don't think, like, again, I don't think this has been coaching malpractice in terms of UK sets. I don't get why the team is this bad defensively. I don't get why the team hasn't really grown. Um, And my issues are much more with lineups than the X's and O's. But when you have Wheeler driving and he kicks out to a wide-open shooter, woohoo! time to let that bad boy rip. Nope, it's Damian Collins, and he wants nothing to do with that ball wide open out there on the perimeter. Oh, you got Wheeler. He comes off the pick. All right, here we go. The offense is initiated. Let's see what's going He kicks it out, 19-footer, Lance Ware. He wants no business taking that shot. Let's reset the offense. What are you doing? You're wasting time. You're wasting energy. You're wasting offense. If you do not have people that can shoot wide-open shots, they cannot be playing basketball at Kentucky. If they pass open open shots, and it's because they know they can't make them, they cannot be playing. So why did it take seven minutes with UK down at that point, double digits, for you to realize we, we need to probably put in some shooters? And guess what, Roush? Shooters stayed in the rest of the game. And UK hmm. pretty much played things uh, in the plus at that point because, you know, they only lost by three. At that point, they were probably down, I don't know, 11, 12, whatever it was. Why? If it, if why? it was first seven it- minutes, yeah. Hmm. It was probably around they, – they were down 13 at that point. And I refuse to believe that the basketball 15, minds yeah. on that bench, whether it's Chin, whether it's Orlando, whether it's Turner, whoever it may – hell, is Tyler Hewlett? Like, is nobody telling him this is idiotic? You were shooting UK in the foot in the first five minutes of the game when you do these nonsensical, stupid lineups, and 
that's why if this is the end of the Calipari era, I'll look forward to somebody that kind of gets lineups a little bit better. And and you think that even if he does stick around for one more year, and for those wondering, I do want Cal for one more year. I certainly won't care if if this is the end of it. If it's time for something new, I'll be excited about that as well. But I hate that it's going to end this way. I don't want it to end this way. But is he not going to play DJ Dilling? Let's just say that the class all comes in and, and Cal is back for another year. Is he not going to play DJ Dillingham and Justin at the one, two, and three? Is he not? Is he going to somehow try to manage to get a big in at the three? I don't understand it because you can still play a shooting scoring lineup this year, and he's choosing not to do it. So will he not do it next year? I just I don't understand that lineup. Those first seven minutes, it shouldn't have been the end of the game for Kentucky, but in retrospect, it was. That was the end of the game for Kentucky. And it was that stupid, idiotic lineup that he played. And uh, it's frustrating, Roush. It really, yeah. it really makes me mad. And, and maybe there's some rationale like, oh, well, we need to do it for defense because Gigi Jackson's bigger when he Chris to guard him. And it's like, do you, but do you though? Like, how, how hard is it to defend that big white dude from the Citadel? Like, I know he's bigger, but... Totally agree. And would you give up? Like, those guys aren't that good on defense, right? Like, not be... Like, it's one thing if the defense is creating easy offensive points, but but just having those guys in there to defend, it's it's a complete net negative when you're doing absolutely nothing to score offensively. Um, Because Chris Livingston is... I mean, just the an average at best uh, offensive player right now. He, you just can't expect him to do much. So he had that well, really good. He had that really nice take to the rim, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, why is he not doing that more often?" And we never saw it again. And and can and like, how do you play Lance Ware when he can't make a layup? No offense to Lance, seems like a great. Oh dude. yeah, but man, again, I, I you know this is all in the context of sports. I I, I wish all these guys the best. You know, I I, I appreciate what they've done for Kentucky but like holy smokes that was a momentum changer right there when Lance yeah. just decided to miss bunny after bunny and then Roush when CJ hit eight, that eight of 19 layups last night for Kentucky humiliating I mean just absolutely <laughs> dreadful I mean just make two more and you win the game when CJ hit that three to cut it to one that is what this team should look like just that one possession where UK gets the ball they're running out, and because you've got Reeves on one angle, you've got CJ on the other, and I don't remember who was in with them. I don't know if it was Ware or Livingston. I just can't. Wheeler, obviously, the point guard, and Oscar, obviously, the big. But guess what? South Carolina was on their toes. They didn't really know exactly who to guard. Wheeler could get to the rim. Oscar was running to the rim as well. You had to worry about those two people. And then on the uh, in transition, on the perimeter, you had CJ and Reeves setting up. Wheeler found CJ. Boom. Banged in a three. But that was, you know, that may have been Kentucky's like only transition basket. I don't know if they counted Wheeler's little poke and steal layup as a transition basket. I don't know. You've got the stats in front of you. I don't. Uh, but it, it, transition points were just have been few and far between. Yeah, and guess what? If you spread the floor with shooters, transition opens up, makes it really harder to guard when you can't have everybody just run to the paint. And if they do, like South Carolina did, you kick it out to one of your shooters. But. This is an all-systems failure. Calipari's to be blamed in a major way. These players, it's a bad roster construction, which falls back on Calipari. These players seem to not have that fight in them, which is really embarrassing when you're wearing a Kentucky jersey. 
it's just it stinks all around. It stinks all around, and I get the fan frustration because I'm right there with everybody. So, um, yeah. By the way, South Carolina one point one six points per possession. Um, that's just so bad. That's so bad. Um, my my question for you, TJ. NCAA tournament uh, hopes done. They done after this. Yeah, they're done, and not so much like that singular loss, although that is just terrible. But, you know, if you're allowing South Carolina to come in and lead for 40 minutes at Rupp Arena in a game that UK couldn't afford to lose and should have been ticked off and, and you, played with what, a little fight, you know, a little hard. You're not, you're not, not going to go beat a good team. You're just not. And this showed us that you can really go lose to good teams. And uh, I unfortunately lost a good bit of money on this game last night. But, like, that LSU team just got punked at home to a Florida team that was near 500. Yeah. So you were lucky to beat LSU. It's all starting to come together. And for the people that could see it much earlier on, hats off to you. Maybe I just didn't want to see it. Maybe I was flat out wrong. Maybe I don't know basketball as well as I think I do. But, no, the pieces are all coming together. This is a bad basketball team. And they're not going to they, – they will not make the NCAA tournament. If you if yeah. you find a way to skirt by last night and you just kind of take care of business at home, Roush, and even if you lost your road games, I still think you probably would have gotten in. But I but, think this last night indicated that you can you can lose to anybody anywhere. And yeah, uh, see, and, 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 that, and that, that's it for me because like a quad four loss isn't necessarily a disqualifier, but I mean it just shows that you can lose to anybody. And the SEC is going to be one of the better conferences in college basketball this year. So uh, you, you can't expect them to take care of business at home anymore. Um, One and three to start conference play for the first time since the 80s. So, I mean, Cal's had some pretty bad teams even at UK, and they haven't started conference play this poorly. Uh, it, it's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess, and we've got a lot more to discuss regarding the game last night. Uh, a fan got kicked out, a bad look for UK Athletics. We'll come back. We'll talk about all that. Don't go anywhere. This is a venting Kentucky roll call on your Wednesday. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you in the cold Kentucky rain. In the cold Kentucky rain. It's a good thing I like this song. We're getting, uh, we're getting this uh, drop or this return, whatever the hell you want to call it, this bumper, way too often lately, Scoots. We suck again. Yeah, uh, we 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 suck again. I couldn't uh, have picked back. a better time to make that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Future Damas, you, you knew you knew what was coming down the pipe. Uh, this this all sucks. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Forgot to mention Shady Rays yesterday, and that's not going to happen again. Uh, if you are wearing UK apparel and you don't want people to see you out in public, put on some Shady Rays. They're really cool sunglasses. They're polarized. They look like the big designer sunglasses, but they don't carry that price tag. You're going to get them. 
for a fair and good, affordable price, and you'll be styling, you'll be profiling, and your Shady Rays. And do not forget to use promo code BIGX at checkout. Save 25%. They've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you lose them, you break them, or you just want another pair, small, tiny processing fee, you'll get your order reshipped to you like brand spanking new. They got a lot of great things going on at Shady Rays. You got to go to ShadyRays.com to see exactly what I'm talking about. And we love them. You'll love them. Good Kentucky company that helps feed the hungry in America with each and every order. ShadyRays.com. All right. Roush, why, why is UK kicking fans out for signs? Um, that's what they do. They've always done it. They're very sensitive sallies. And I, uh, I, Hold on. I didn't get kicked out for my Mitch Barnhart beer sign. I'd, like I had I had blue coats or whatever the equivalent is at Com- or Kroger Field. I had them like laughing at, like, you know, loving it. I, I didn't, nobody even talked to me about my Mitch Barnhart beer sign. Yeah, um, but it's a little different. I, I, I'm pretty sure they've they've done that before, though. You know, like I, I don't believe this is the first time that they've tossed somebody for a sign. Um, I, I did appreciate I, the I cleverness behind it, though, where they they wrote it on the back of uh, another sign that was uh, supportive of the cats. I. I did see some people on Twitter, and I imagine maybe you did. I'm sure any of the UK journalists probably did. I did see people defending UK for kicking him out. Wow, that's ridiculous. Pay for a ticket. Like, you you should be able to voice your opinion. It wasn't vulgar. No. It wasn't rude. Not at all. It was relatively harmless. And then all you do when you do stuff like that is make it a bigger story than if you just let the dude stay in in the arena with his sign. Yep. All you do is you make it a bigger story. You make it more embarrassing for the university. And that's a that's a bad move for UK. And if I'm UK today, I'm reaching out to that guy. I'm making it right. I'm telling him, hey, you want some tickets? Uh, he'd probably say to watch this basketball team play, in which case UK say, yeah, you're right. What about some football tickets potentially? Make it right with that dude. Make it right with that dude. Have that guy come out and be like, yeah, they reached out. They apologize. I'm a Cats fan through and through. I accepted their apology. We'll move on. And then behind the scenes, give him some some amazing tickets to a game of his choosing. That's wrong. That's wrong. Again, if it had said something inappropriate, sure, then get him out. If it had said something that, you know, it, it said go to Texas. That's a pretty popular sentiment in the fan base right now. I don't share it. I know I'm dumb, but I don't share it. But I certainly won't care if he does. That was a bad look for UK. Be better. And all you're going to do is you're asking for more signs. You're asking for more chance. Uh, and shout out to the crowd. God love you all. You all seem to do everything you could to try to pull that team to the finish line. And the team just didn't respond for you. I don't blame anybody that booed. But when it came to crunch time, you had UK fans, the students doing their part. God love you all. You did what you were supposed to do. It's unfortunate this basketball team, Scoots, can't can't uh, reciprocate that. Why did it have to come to crunch time, though, you know? I mean, the, the place in the first half was like a freaking morgue. You have to wonder what if the students come into that game jacked up and the fans come into that game jacked no. up, what, what happens? I mean, because they were allowed at the end, but where, where were they at the beginning? Do you want people going bonkers as South Carolina extended their lead in the first four minutes to ten points? Like, how are you going to get excited over something like that? No, I mean, I get it, but maybe they could have had a little more energy at the beginning. I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, Scoots, that's um, I, it's just not how they roll. Um, it's unfortunate. Kentucky fans, you, you you give us a reason to cheer. It's not like you walk into uh, you know, ten thousand seat arena and they're just going to be raucous the whole entire time. Like, in uh, crowd and pregame warmups too. Also, wasn't you know it was a little thin, a little thin. Yeah, it was, and in a perfect world, maybe scoots but like it's early on you're kind of waiting for them to provide something to get excited about it didn't really happen and then the second half there were some moments and when push came to shove the fans the fans did what they they needed to do so uh bad look on uk's part bad look on uk's basketball part the program it just kind of seems a shell of where it needs to be and i don't blame anybody for really having any takes regarding the future UK basketball. I will say one thing though, that just needs to be shot down. And I've talked about this. If you've listened on Kentucky roll call the last few days, if UK does make a coaching change, people that are saying that it would be a long rebuild or things would suck or wouldn't things just be worse if you had to lose your entire roster. That's just not true it's not based in reality you should if Kentucky hires the right coach you should be competitive the following season even if you lost every single player on the roster if UK hires the right coach which they absolutely should when you can throw around nine million dollars and I don't think they'd probably pay the next coach nine million but probably be somewhere you know seven million somewhere around that I don't know we'd have to see potentially who the coach is they 130 percent should have a competitive enough roster, whether potential recruits, but more likely through the transfer portal to have the Cats in the top 20. It is nonsensical to think UK can't attack the transfer portal in a big way and get and be competitive. So that's just, it's nonsense for people that think yeah. that, yeah, you get rid of Calipari, look how th- look how bad things can really get. Yeah, Not no, to- you, you can't be a prisoner of... Um- can't get handcuffed. Yes, yes. That, that That's kind of what I was looking for. Because, like, no matter – anytime a coach gets fired, most of the players are going to leave. That's just – that's the world we live in. That's how it works. Um, Kenny Payne did a crappy job of coming and rebuilding it. You have to hire somebody that you expect to come in and do a good job constructing a new roster. Like, that's just how it's going to be. Um, that's I could the game make, you play. I could make a roster with – transfer portal options from this past spring and summer and i bet you i'd have a top 10 team with the way college basketball's been this season now is it realistic to say that uk would be able assuming you know calipari moves on or something happens at the end of the season it would it be safe to assume that uk would be able to get every top transfer target they'd want no but i think you should be able to get enough you're kentucky basketball you have this new life this new energy with a new coach who's going to probably be hungry to recruit and send a message in year one and you have a blank canvas of playing time transfers would absolutely jump on that they'd absolutely love it uh the the idea that like this there could be a rebuild in the future is just not not rooted in reality at least not at the university of kentucky so um i I don't i don't buy into that whatsoever yeah, no reason to be the the yes the unknown can be scary, but just <laughs> might be what you have to do. Um, it's pretty scary right now, and I I got the known right now sucks. Kentucky's yeah. a bad basketball team, and, and it's not going to get better this season. No, no, it's going to be really bad on Saturday. Um, I mean, even when they get back to Rupp, I mean, 
sad, the, the following Saturday, they host Texas A&M, who could be undefeated in conference play, and you might only have two wins, maybe. Like, not good. Yeah, not, not good. good at all. All right, we'll read some text. We're doing it a little differently today. So, uh, again, I'll try to make sure I get to all of them, even if we go if I have to go after the show on Twitter. But we'll just uh, we'll see where where this takes us. A texter says, hypothetical, how many and which ones of our current recruiting class for next year would we have to keep, regardless of the coach, for you to say, I definitely want Cal ASAP? For next year, we have to keep Cal. Don't really understand it. Don't. So you're saying, yeah, I, I, how many do we have to, to, to I'm, I'm you say, confused. You say regardless of the coach, but you definitely want Cal. I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't makes understand. no sense at all. Yeah. Kirby says, uh, Kirby sent in a couple here, Ooh. starting from last night. Took my son to the game tonight, feel like a broken man. Crowd was electric all night, and the players still couldn't find it. Never seen self-sabotage quite like this team. Wheels have completely fallen off. I'm a cow guy, but I don't know how we come back from this. I'm at a loss. Oh, gosh, your poor son, Kirby. Just let, let him know that it will be better. Kentucky basketball will have better days. Uh, he says, people keep using SEC assist leader Severe in my face and telling me he's not the problem. One, everything is the problem. I agree with that. Two, he puts up yeah. good numbers, but any big moment there ever possibly is, he chokes. On one huge possession, he passes the ball directly on the baseline to nobody, doing God knows what on the biggest position of the game. He drives and throws blind. Oh gosh, that one on the baseline, Kirby, was so bad. Oh my and, gosh, Where, what was he? What was he looking at? And he had somebody right behind him on the perimeter, wide open, but I forget who it was. <laughs> but uh, he tried to throw like a one-handed a pass with his offhand, off baseline pass that just clearly went out of bounds almost immediately. I don't know which pass was worse, Kirby, now that you brought up that other one. That one had slipped my mind. So, actually, shame on you for making me re-remember that. Uh, he says, blah, blah, blah. I like the guy. He seems nice, but you can tell some of these dudes just aren't built for this stage and pressure. There's a reason they went the Georges of the world. And then, I, you know, I'm not trying to crush Wheeler, but after he had missed his third straight free throw, or maybe it was the second one and he had one more to go, he, like, looked – confused i think he maybe even like looked down at his hands severe you've been a mess at the line all all season like why are you surprised by missing another free throw? You've blaming something else all besides yourself. season yeah. uh he says also they didn't kick the guy out they asked to take his sign away and he said he wouldn't give it up and would rather leave and said uh huh. well so dylan ballard our buddy he went and talked with the guy and this is what Dylan Ballard said. At first, the blue coat told me to put it away, so I did, which is, that's embarrassing in its own right. What? You don't get signed censorship that's not vulgar or inappropriate. That's then he came do. back up and said security was making them take the sign. So not just put it away, we're going to make sure that we take it. I said I'd just leave instead. He still tried to take it. I said I'm not giving it to you, and I got escorted out. When I was walking up the stairs, I held it up, and that's when they physically grabbed me and yelled at me that I need to put it down or I'm going to be detained by security. Then I got escorted out by him, a higher security guy, and two officers. What would he get detained for? Yeah. Public indecency? Holding up a sign at a basketball game? So, Kirby, you may be right that he wasn't technically thrown out, but that's embarrassing. Whatever, that that is embarrassing. So... Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad look for that. For That uh, That texture that was kind of confusing. He says that I want Calgon ASAP is what I meant. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough texture. We got to we got to get the the grammar in, in proper order. Uh, a texture on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "If they don't make the tournament, do you still want him back next year? You can't. He can't even get this group to the big dance." SMH. The gold standards, fool's gold, and the last possession, Tyler Ulis is telling Cal to call a timeout twice. Uh, I need to go back and look for that. But that's another thing. Oh, that last possession was so frustrating. I get it. You want a three. That's fine. Oscar gets the rebound four feet away from the and, basket and doesn't think, hey, it's a three-point game, sure, but there's eight, nine seconds left. I can go get a two, maybe even get fouled because, you know, he gets hit all the time. And then make it a one-possession game. There's eight seconds. There's plenty of time to do what you want. But he looked totally lost, and nobody wanted to call a timeout in that situation. Did I they guess have one? Did. Yeah, they did. They had one more. Oh, my gosh. They had one Especially more. when he took one dribble and picked it up. Like, you have to keep your dribble in that situation. There was nobody else on that side of the court. Yeah, that, so, I didn't see Tyler Eulis calling for the timeout, but at least somebody was. Holy smokes. A texter says Man, on the Thornton's text line. Imagine having just one dude with – the fight of Tyler Ulis on this team. And here's a, here's another thing I didn't bring up after Saturday's game, TJ, but what really concerned me, and I I know you don't get as worried about the words people use in post game, but in Reeves's post game interview, they were he, he was like asked about keeping your head up or something. He said something along the lines of, "Man, I played a lot of college basketball. Like stuff like this happens. It's like, what do you mean? Like you are used to losing by twenty six points on the road. How? Like you can." You should never be preconditioned to just taking 26-point losses. But, like, that's what he did at Illinois State, and so it's become acceptable, I guess. I don't know. I Oh, gosh. It's players-only meeting time, baby. Oh, it, it has been players-only meeting time. It's, it's long past that. Uh, all right, so just, again, we're kind of doing the text line a little differently today. Yes, our players aren't great, but they're still better than South Carolina, Missouri players. I'm just in shock about this game and this season, everything that's happened since COVID canceled tournament. This nightmare just seems unreal. Does Cal need Patino at UofL to be good at UK? Many people are wondering. Uh, I think that's uh, like the, that. there's a take there, and I've kind of always believed in it to a degree. Um I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but you can notice like this big drop off in Kentucky basketball since Patino left U of L. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, Would you want Patino I, back at UK to replace Cal? Yeah, yeah, I love Rick Patino as a coach, like I love, more I love than him too. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It's, I love him as a coach. He seems like an interesting character. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's and, hilarious. And I love to like hate on him when he was at the other school, but it was purely because he was at the other school. And uh, my mother's had the long-standing take that the reason why we love Calipari so much is because he was our he, he filled the void that Patino left when he broke our hearts and went to the Celtics. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably true. I would not expect Rick Patino to be hired at UK. I do wonder if you could give him some truth serum that if Kentucky was like. Hey, Rick, come on back, baby, and we're going to pay you $8 million. I do wonder if he, if he would be, if he would want the job, if he truly want the job. He says he wants to get back to UofL, not to coach, but just to like be embraced, but he's not going to do it until Tom Jurich is embraced. I wonder if he's got oh, any God. stipulations for like UK. Um, I, what I find fascinating too, TJ, is that uh, th there are many other people that like loathe Patino with a th the fire of a thousand suns, but I just never, I never got that. And I would, I, I, I would, love, I would, hell, I'd love to see him back at Rupp Arena just so the last time he was he was there wasn't when he flipped us all off. Yeah. 
yeah, I've said UK should race to get him back at a UK game before U of L does, but uh, he's going to be at a power five job after this season. And they're like, I don't know. I don't think Cal would love it if they replaced him with Rick Patino and especially the fan base reaction. But if UK, if he takes all of those recruiting class with them and if he kind of leaves in an ugly way, then anything's fair game. Well, Cause there is the, the way that like the, the way that Patino coached is something that we appreciate just like hustling, uh, hard deny defense, uh, a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of different stuff and a lot of, uh, jumping around the sidelines. I am curious though, cause I do, um, I am getting more old manish in that. Like, it feels like these, it's, it's pretty clear. You had to talk to kids differently now, like Sky Clark's leaving, Illinois just like that and you can't tell me it's because he can't handle screaming like Brad Underwood so I do think there's something like the, the way Patino and Cal had success for so many years by just MFing um, their players and screaming bloody murder like that that's that's not going to be the path forward but like it's also the the most inter- like I, I'm very entertained by it I enjoy it and it's produced results my whole life so having to get used to a new way to coach kids up it's just different. It's going to be different. It's going to be weird. And I don't, I, you know, I, I'm also just in a way, I'm just rambling about kids not being able to get yelled at anymore because that's, that's just how I'm in a weird spot right now, TJ. They got their ass kicked by a bad South Carolina team last night. I, I do. Their, their ass is kicked. Why didn't UK ever double the ball last night to try to speed South Carolina up? I, I the, the, the not doubling ball screens is just, I, I just don't not even, ball, like not even ball screens, but like when they were dribbling up and UK did a little bit of press, I wish they would have done more. I get it. You got, you got kind of a short bench, so it made it a little bit harder. But when Wheeler was guarding the guy one-on-one as he'd bring the ball up, why wouldn't you bring somebody else, double team him, make him get the ball out of his hands and then try to try to trap, not trap, but try to trick South Carolina in going and attacking the rim. It could have actually worked out for South Carolina. But even in the half court, why wouldn't when Michi would have the ball, you wouldn't go put two guys on him, try to get the ball out of his hands and speed South Carolina up? I never understood why they let South Carolina, and if somebody breaks, maybe Brandon Ramsey will, will do this, but if somebody breaks down that game, how many possessions South Carolina went at least 25 seconds into the shot clock? I, it, it seemed like well over 80%, if not higher than that. They were shortening the game, and UK just let them do it. And yep. then credit South Carolina, they'd hit these ridiculous shots that like really were backbreaking. But speed them up. You can dictate that stuff, Cal, and he just refused to do it. He just stayed in that man-to-man defense. At times, UK did have really nice defensive possessions, but South Carolina was on the money. And I never want to hear Jimmy Dykes and Carl Ravage call a game. It's been like three straight, if not yep. a lot more. Please have them stop calling basketball games. I'm good. I'm good. Um, again, Texter says, free throws, it's always free throws. And Wheeler, it's always Wheeler. That was it. It's Askew and Wheeler. Cal made terrible calls, just like Harrow and Quade. Thank God for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Arguably the most important game of the year, and we have dudes not play because of shoulder soreness and back spasms. It's not good on the court, but it's even worse off the court that we don't know about guys that are just super soft the past three years, haven't really had a team of dogs in a while. Just nice guys. Uh, there's definitely some truth to to that, but I I also don't know. I don't want to be one to call out injuries. If the dude couldn't yeah. play, I'll just you know I'll, I'll assume he couldn't play. Right, right. But seven to fourteen from the free throw line, um, as uh, Wiseman once said, uh, they free. 
Yeah. All right, hour one done. More text in hour two. Scoots, what do you got? I don't think he said anything. He, he did. He, he, he mentioned something. He's got, I think he's got some microphone issues. We'll figure that out in hour number two. This is KRC on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaler. Can we get much Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 on the FM dial, 14.50 on the AM, and you can catch Kentucky Roll Call podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. If you don't get to listen to the entire show or you're lazy bones and you sleep in past 7 a.m., replay of the show goes 9 to 11, and you can always listen to us uh, the, same way, the same way you're listening now. Uh, just a, a double of Kentucky Roll Call to get your morning started correctly tj walker nick rouse justin kalen we really really do suck again folks mm-hmm. and it shouldn't and have been the year Kentucky for it Ring. should not have been the year man for it. you know what's going to cheer me up today though a fresh plate of nachos from salsaritas mm-hmm. yeah that'll do the trick queso can cure all uh, especially with paired with their wildly addictive chips folks we talk about their wildly addictive chips. We're not kidding. It's it's unreal how good they are. They're white. They're f- crunchy. They're warm, fresh out the the box, uh, and they put this seasoning stuff on them. That's just it's so good. It's heavenly. It's divine. Try it for yourself today. Visit one of their two locations. Uh, they're conveniently located uh, and on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews, and they've got a nice drive-through for you in Middletown on Shelbyville Road. So check them out today. Cheer yourself up with a little bit of Salsaritas. Scooch, I think one thing that cheers me up is just hearing you talk. What's up, buddy? Oh, no. Well, the mic would allow me to talk. I would love to talk. Um, I, I don't... I don't really know what to say. This is one of those shows that I don't really have much to add because I don't want to. I don't want to pile on, and I don't want to be too gracious, you know. But last night was awful. On. Last night was awful. I mean, absolutely terrible. terrible. Yeah, it, it was. It was horrible. You're just speaking the truth. Well, what, what's going on in your personal life? That that always puts a smile on people's faces. What you got? Any plans tonight? I don't know. I uh, I've got to work tonight. So, but it is. So, hang on. Let me take a moment to shout out my niece. Today is her one year old birthday. So that's pretty exciting. I'll get to see her on Saturday. First first time being one years old. So that that's that's cool. We'll have a good uh, one year old birthday party. Yeah. Just kids' birthday parties in general. Fun chaos. Kids everywhere. Right? Yeah. But it is my Friday today. So that's that's pretty cool. I'm not sure I agree with those takes about the birthday parties, but that being <laughs> said, uh, happy birthday to your niece. You did it. You're one. I'm she sure she's it. probably dialed in listening to Kentucky Roll Call this morning. <laughs> uh, well, Scooch, we should we should hit the links or hit the top golf if this is your Friday. I've got a pretty light week the rest of the week, so we can make it happen, Captain. Is the weather going to co- uh, work with us? Well, that's the beauty of top golf. It doesn't matter. 
Oh, that's but true. Secondly, secondly, I, I think there's some rain chances, but it's at least going to be warm enough to go out and maybe play some golf. I'll have my people reach out to your people. How Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Are you doing spears today? I am. Yeah, Tuesday through Friday, noon to one. I, I, I what do you think his take on last night's going to be? Oh man. Um. So John is typically. He has a lot of get off my lawn takes, so I imagine mm-hmm. he's probably going to be a grumpy old man about it, and it'll it'll come off get off my lawnish. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to say about the sign. That's that whole thing is ridiculous. My uncle actually sent me that last night, and he was like, "Kentucky fan got kicked out of the game." He's an Indiana guy, and I I just responded to him, and I was like, "There's no way that actually happened. Like that just seems so far fetched. Are we not in America? Can people not speak their minds?" Like and that and like you all said, it wasn't anything egregious. It wasn't. It didn't have vulgarities on it. Like it just literally said, "Please go to Texas." I, I don't understand. And again, I guess we should preface it properly. He wasn't kicked out, but he was told the sign has to go. He said, "Then I'll go." And then they kind of got a little bit rough with him, uh, which is wild. But it's just not a good look for UK but i think uh, more importantly just the state of the basketball program is the worst look possible so. there's going to be more signs they ain't going oh, away oh yeah if i and i i don't the kansas game is i think the only one that i'm scheduled to go to but that one may end up you know getting i don't think kentucky's going to beat kansas at home anymore folks i'm i'm that last night changed my mind on that again the people that had had their mind made up on this team earlier Kudos to you. You all deserve morning radio shows. Come take my spot if you'd like. Uh, I was wrong about this team. I don't think they're going to beat Kansas anymore. What What are I they going to do when, I don't know, 40, 50 people show up to the Kansas game with that same exact sign? Because they are those people are now enabled by seeing what happened to this guy. Oh, yeah, I definitely would bring, like, I if I was a season ticket holder, and lived in Lexington, you know, at the risk of getting kicked out of a game, having to drive back two hours. Oh, yeah, it'd be Sign City, USA. Of course. I mean, that's all you're asking when you make such a big stink about one is you're going to get more people to want to do it as well. So uh, that will not be the end of the signs. No. And I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes and told me to go back to the Thornton Stex line. Oh. So we'll do that. You've got uh, some good here. eyes. A texter says, we talk about Cal, would he even be Texas's first choice, but also would they really be willing to pay an absurd amount of money for him if he's been proven not to pay dividends at Kentucky? That's where I've been the whole time, texters. I don't know why Texas would have him top choice, but I argue myself, I argue with myself in my own head about this. Because on the one hand, Roush, how often can you hire a Hall of Fame head coach with a national champion? Yeah, it's there's yeah, that's just, like and especially that's not- with, yeah, one of the best recruiting classes ever. Even if it was pocket. ten years ago, um, I did appreciate the the point that uh, one of the tweeters that follow said, "Like, do we know how many top three recruiting classes have won national championships the following year since that 2012 team? Mm, Probably Duke in 15, right? Yeah, I don't actually don't know if they were number one class. They may have been two, but uh, you would put them in that category as well. I guess well, one yeah. or two doesn't really matter, you know. So right, but even just top three, like I, I think that might be the only one because 
North Carolina's dudes were older last year, right? Mm-hmm. I know Villanova and Baylor didn't have top three classes. Uh, Baylor had the top transfer class, if you count that for anything. Right, yeah, class, I'm, I, I, that's different. Um, it is, and that's why also a reason why whenever UK does move on from Calipari, you can hit the portal well enough to be a competitor. I'm not saying whoever the new coach is needs, and people are going to be more patient with him anyways, but uh, you, you should be competitive. You just should be, but yeah, no, you're that, like, there is no guarantee that the class that he would come in next year would dominate, but mm-hmm. at least it would have NBA, you know, people that are going to get drafted in the first round. We thought that this year and Livingston, no, you know, like, no, I don't think so. Wallace. Sure. Wallace has been good. He hasn't been dominant, but he's been good. So who are the NBA players on this team? Collins didn't take a step forward. Toppin didn't take a step forward. Oscar, I don't think Oscar's any better or any worse, but he's the blueprints out on him, and everybody knows how to how to play him. So, yeah, you know, Cal needs good players to win, and he doesn't seemingly have them this year somehow, some way. I don't get it. Weird thing to think about, but it's Shaden Sharp situation in Cal's UK career. They probably don't lose to St. Peter's if he plays, and they probably only have a couple losses this year if he played. Yeah, it's a, I mean, yes, either way. Anyway, last year, it changes last season where you don't have a bad taste in your mouth. You probably go to a Final Four. I really do think that. Uh, I know that that's an assumption. People could totally disagree with me, and you could be just as right. I could be just as wrong. It's just an opinion. But this year, if he's on this year's team, I think it's much better because you let him just take over games, and he's a freak athlete, and he's a good defender. So, yes, the Shaden Sharp situation is the worst thing probably to ever happen to John Calipari in his basketball career. Well, aside from losing to Wisconsin. Yeah, but, I mean, oh, no, you didn't finish an undefeated season. You instead just won 38 games for, like, the second time in four years. This is that's a little different than losing to St. Peter's in the first round and then missing the tournament with the returning national player of the year. So maybe, you know, it, it, you, and I get your point. If you if you go undefeated, then you're kind of untouchable. I do yeah. wonder, like, you know, if he had gone undefeated and then everything had played out like are UK fans still wanting him gone or does he have a halo over his head where it's like, hey, you can be bad for seven years, buddy. You You got us immortality i don't know it's a good question i I think uk knowing uk fans i think that they would still probably be pretty frustrated with things what do you think what do you think i mean undefeated national champion would be be pretty awesome he probably also would have just hung it up earlier too maybe i think chasing i think chasing second title has yeah had him has had kept him here longer than he wanted to be because he always said this is a 10-year gig and we're on year 13, you know? A texter says, the people who defend Cal by saying he's not the one that can't hit shots are morons. If that was a valid excuse, then no coach would ever be fired. Yeah, I, I don't know. He can't hit shots, but he also is responsible for adding the players that cannot hit shots. Um, so, sure. 
and then they go on to say, in the transfer portal era, it seems like Cal recruited a lot of players that came to Kentucky biting off more than they could chew. I wonder if we took the roster recruiting rankings and compared it to other Cal teams, how it would be. Having a starting roster of Georgia, Rhode Island, six-man from Illinois State doesn't work. Believe it or not, a team of mid-major players isn't going to cut it at Kentucky, especially with the level of attention and pressure compared to other schools. I blame Cal for this roster construction or program construction, depending on how you look at it. But we're all fools for honestly thinking the strategy would work. Again, I've disagreed with this a lot. I, you you can get great players from smaller schools. It just seems yeah, like he yeah. didn't get great players from smaller schools. He got good players from smaller schools, and we're seeing the result from it. But like Baylor Shireman came from the Dakotas, you know, he he would be good. Yeah, it, and I've made that point previously um, about the like look where they came from, but. Um, I think it works if you can coach a certain style to it. Um, yeah. And I actually think that you've made the point, too, that it feels like Cal's kind of coaching his buns off when it comes to running stuff offensively. But then it's like, well, why are you playing those guys if they can't, if they aren't Thank physically you. capable of doing what you need Thank to you. be done? Like, why does the arrow not see the floor last night? Like, what? Yeah, he only he only puts them in, like, road games and they're getting killed. <laughs> He's a good basketball player that fights his ass off, and he can't get off the bench. Like that—that's frustrating. Yeah, uh, especially because it's like, oh, what do you need the air to guard the the doofy white guy, like with the the flopping hair? Like he can guard that guy. He could have guarded uh, Gigi Jackson, you know? Like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and, and the other part of it, too, TJ, like, they did put their shooters in later on, but it's still, it's, you have to play them the whole time because there's only two of them, you know? With with Casey Wallace out, Reeves and, Reeves and Frederick were the only people you could trust taking an outside shot. No matter how you, you, you splice it, you, it, it was bad. You got to play i mean it's just bad bad coaching bad playing bad roster combinations just the whole the whole the whole thing a texter on the thornton's text line says is it awful that i'm overly annoyed with oscar's comments after the game he seems to be taking no responsibility for the fact this team has been destroying him every time on defense with the pick and rolls but has no issue blaming his teammates for not trying i'm afraid this situation is turning into the end of his time at west virginia more and more as the season goes on also, I think Saturdays decides the season and probably the first five minutes of the game. Either they come out and fight and stay competitive all game or they roll over for another beatdown and quit on the season. I hope I'm wrong, but having what would be three worst losses of the season all back-to-back-to-back in January cannot be a good thing. And I actually thought the schedule in January, besides those road games at Alabama and Tennessee, was pretty favorable, but it, it could all be over before you even get to the after effect of that. Um, but, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. This is not a good basketball team. They're going to get beaten pretty badly at Tennessee on Saturday, and and it's over for all intents and purposes. Unless there's this miracle turnaround, which I cannot see happening. Nope. It, I mean, it's over. This team is is not good enough to to dig themselves out of this hole. Yeah, and also, I'm, I'm not going to blame Oscar for saying what we're all saying right now. I, I wish everybody would just fight a little bit more. I mean, he's kind of in a... It's hard for him to say anything at this point that's going to satisfy all parties involved. Like, and that's why if you get too hung up on words, you're always going to be left disappointed. Same with like Cal talks down to fans or Cal needs to do say this. or it, when, when you hang on people's words, 
you're you're more times than not going to get let down. So that's the, why you should just take it kind of at face value, kind of shake your head to it and say, okay, well, maybe you should take a little accountability too, and then you move on with your life. Yeah, and the thing with um, with, with me too, like, I mean, how many times can Cal say blame me? Like, they're, they're, they're eventually you just like none of it matters. Actions oh, matter we, more than words. Oh, we are. We're blaming you. Uh, the Kirby's back on the text, Thornton's text line. He says, Patino won me back at Kitely's funeral, his speech about Kitely and how it was his last connection to this special place got me. Uh, that was a special moment in UK basketball, and that's now been 14 years, I think. Man, has it really? That was Almost 15, um, maybe? It was 08 or was, Billy G was or, there, right? Like 08 yeah. or 09? Yeah, it was in that ballpark. Maybe it was 09, but it was, it's, it's been a long time now. Uh, text around the Thornton's text line. It's John. John here. Good morning to all. Yes, this stinks, but you know, I never thought we would suck this bad, but I will not stay down. Tell me, do you believe we can salvage the season and still make the tournament with just getting enough victories? Or are we at the must win our conference tournament scenario? Which of these scenarios are more likely to become true? Either way, I still love this team and hope for the gosh darn best. We'll got to go talk to you later. Love the optimism, John, but I think, uh, I think it's probably over, buddy. Uh, I don't know if UK has ever played on Wednesday in the SEC tournament, but I'm not sure that's out of the equation oh, here. God. They're one and three in conference. I mean, they're Imagine one and three. Imagine that. In how sad that. Who? Oh. Who? They're one Jeez. and th- three in conference, and they've played two home games, including one against South Carolina. Like that, you know, it's gonna. They aren't. They aren't getting. They aren't going to be a top four seed. So it's either Thursday or Wednesday for them, and I don't think Wednesday's out of the equation. Did you see too? Like. South Carolina has lost by 28 to Colorado State this year. I mean, I know the transitive property. No, they're horrible. I mean, USC is not a good team. <laughs> and they play, I think they played out of their mind yesterday. And, you know, credit to, the to them. The Pirates of East Carolina. It shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter if they play out of their mind. It's South Carolina. They're terrible. You're UK at home with a 28 game winning streak and a must win game. And you still lost. lost by 19 to Furman. What? Yeah, it's bad. Remember, they confiscate the Mitch Beer signs at Kroger Field also. The UKAD says, pay your money and shut your mouth. They didn't confiscate mine. I haven't heard of them taking the beer signs at Kroger Field. Maybe, maybe they, it's different at the Kroger. Like, maybe those blue coats are a little more forgiving. Potentially. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, only chance for a turnaround is to bench Wheeler and go totally offensive play in Wallace, Reeve, CJ, and O, and one other. Push the pace and never take the foot off the gas. I'd, I'd try any and everything. I really would. Yeah, you got to do like radical extremes too. And uh, their defense is so bad that I would just uh, any screen, I'm just trapping the hell out of it. Like getting overly aggressive and giving up easy buckets to create easy buckets for yourself because I mean, you're you're already giving up easy ones by straight just allowing straight line drives. So you might as well try something. Steve on the Thornton's text line, good hearing from you, Steve. So did you think the fan was kicked out because he was blocking the view of the other people? Well, then that would mean you wouldn't be allowed to have any signs at any sporting events, and that's not the case, Steve. It was what was on the sign that they got all sensitive about, and that's just factually true. Uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line says, Wheeler has some had some bright spots. However, the two times I've seen the offense click is when Wheeler gets hurt in the Bahamas and the game against Howard when Oscar and Wheeler – didn't play. Yeah, try anything and everything. And again, I think Wheeler sometimes gets a bad rap on some things, but he does limit some of the things you can do offensively because he's not somebody that can go create his own shot. He can go create penetration, but what happens there is really at the what the, how the defense responds. If they give him the layup, he'll take it, but it has to be there for the taking. He can't go get it. Where you could have 
I'm not trying. It's not fair to compare Wheeler to John Wall, but John Wall would just run through people if he had to. Or, you know, he'd spin around and he would go get his own shot. Wheeler can't go get his own shot. He'll take it if it's there. I think uh, a lot of the problem is players see Wheeler continue to make mistakes and Cal just overlooks it while other players screw up and he yanks them straight out. Yeah, and I think Cal would probably tell you, like, well, we need to have a ball handler. We need to have somebody that can dribble. And Kaysen, to Cal's credit, has not been the ball handler that we thought. Reeves, he he had the ball in his hand a lot at Illinois State, but I do think we are seeing that the level of competition has impacted him. But South Carolina is no different level of competition than what he saw in the Missouri Valley or whatever conference he was in. What conference was I think Illinois State's in Missouri Valley. Yeah, there's still Missouri Valley. Yeah. yeah, The Valley just ain't the same without Wichita State in it. Uh, Texter on the oh, Thornton's crazy. text line awesome. says, I love Cal and appreciate all that he's done for us and the fun that we've had. Those six years were the most fun I've ever had as a UK fan while in Lexington, but it's over. I hope he can turn it around, but we all need to come to reality. It's plateaued and it's time for new blood. I think a lot of people are coming to that realization, Texter. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I'm at the point where I, I, I don't want it to end like this, and I do want to see that recruiting class, and I've told you I've drawn my line in the sand, but I'm also so frustrated and so tired of this that some some new energy, a shot in the arm, I think would go a long way with everything. So I'm fine either way. I just uh, – the, the, the next two months, though, Roush, are going to be painful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I – I, I, I was amused by a take from uh, Kentucky linebacker DeAndre Square. Did you see his take on the game? I did. And, like, I, I, I had gotten really frustrated with the football, basketball, basketball, football, and I think all parties involved were to be blamed, and I think it really fell back on Mitch Barnhart. But this made me happy. Like, this yeah. made this put brought a smile to my face, which I think we could all use it in these trying times. He said, I, I think we all got karma for arguing over what kind of school we were, which is true. Like It is. UK football has an underwhelming season, and then UK basketball follows it up with an even more underwhelming season. It, uh, the the funniest thing to me are the twenty somethings who just like the the intern Jacobs of the world who only know Kentucky football when it's been good and don't remember it when it sucked, and are like, "How come have the same energy when Kentucky struggles with Mark Stoops?" It's like the expectations are infinitely higher for Kentucky basketball, like they just are. It's the world we live in. Like, no, you should not lose to Vanderbilt at home if you're Kentucky football. You shouldn't. It's bad. We all know that it's bad. It, it is bad. But uh, it's still not lose to South Carolina basketball at home and miss the NCAA tournament. Like, at least in Kentucky, like the four why years. Does it, why do you have to compare? They're both horrible. Like, they, I mean, they both are horrible. But Kentucky football has had a, had a better season than basketball. But who cares? It was underwhelming. And this basketball season has also been underwhelming. I think I, I just summed it up perfectly. Both of them yeah, were yeah, disappointing. No. Right, but like to to act like people are ridiculous for calling like for Cal's job because we you should have called for Mark Stoops' job too, and it's like well it's it's a little bit apples and oranges, and at least Kentucky football is going to make postseason play. I know it's much different, it's apples and oranges, but like you're going to miss the NCAA tournament because of this loss. And that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, uh, it does. Uh, text or a long text says, "Please read TJ." Okay, just because you said please. 
I want your opinion. Good morning. This loss is unacceptable, of course. What I don't understand about Cal is he still continues to play crazy lineups. Wheeler looks like he can do whatever he wants with no fear of being benched, and you're telling me Ugo and Thierro couldn't have helped last night. I'd be more willing to give Cal some slack if he was doing everything he could, and it just wasn't working. Uganda gives you a rim protector, and early in the season people were saying he was doing great with anticipating shot and blocking shots. The arrow's done nothing but play impressive defense and hustle on offense. Make it make sense, TJ. I'm 37 years old, and I love Kentucky basketball and football. I had heart surgery, and the next day I'm screaming at my TV as we lost to Kansas State in the tournament in 2018. I bleed blue. I sacrifice family time to make sure I'm watching Kentucky basketball and football. But Calipari's stealing my love for basketball. Deep down, of course, I'd love him to turn it around but I don't know if he's going to. I'm a fan of Kentucky. No coach is bigger than UK. Have a great day. Suck at Louisville. Y'all are still worse than us. Uh, I I think you could sadly make a case that UK's had a more disappointing season than Louisville, and that's crazy to say when UofL only has two wins, but any UofL fan that was expecting even a tournament run with that team was wildly misinformed. I like Trevor, Kelsey. I'm thinking that they would win more games in Eastern Michigan. What a ridiculous idea. They still can. This UK team was Final Four, so I've got a bigger egg on my face than I think a lot of UofL people do. Uh, Texter, to your point, I would just say Kentucky fans like you and me and Roush, and I think Scoots is coming around to it, uh, it's it's in our – this sounds corny and cliche, but it's like in our blood. You'll get it back when Kentucky gets back. And let's hope Kentucky gets back sooner than later. It's not going to be this year. It sucks to have to come to that realization that the next time UK is going to really kind of have high hopes isn't going to be till November. That's a long time away. But people that are like losing their love for UK basketball or this, that, or the other, I totally understand it. Not going to tell people to fan, but I'll just tell you, you'll, you will, you'll get it back. It'll come back. UK just needs to ignite that spark for you, and they're not doing it right now, and it's frustrating, and we're all in that same boat. Agree with you. I think I, we mentioned that in hour one, that like these lineups are horrible, and it's inexcusable at this point. I'm starting yeah, to think I'm the curse. You could be. Ooh, I mean, could l- be. You could. 9 and 16 was my first year doing roll call, then last year with St. Peter's, now this year. Wolf. Oh, scoots. We... Oh god! Might need to kick we me might out. Call Trevor, and then we'll just start the show every day at seven thirty or eight or whatever the big guy. <laughs> no, is to Cal what Trevor is to Kentucky roll call. We need a punching bag to get a smoke with it. <laughs> uh, Plumley bro texts in, and then we'll go to a break. I've been vocal about not being a Cal fan, but I sincerely feel kind of bad for him at this point. Cal doesn't deserve to go out this way. It's kind of unfortunate how it's all played out. I, I, probably the text I've agreed with you most there, Plumley bro. Mm-hmm. I don't think Derek Terry's very happy. Derek Terry's not happy, and he's not afraid to say it. Nope. Twitter was kind of throwing jabs at fans crying on the postgame show, but then again, this is Kentucky basketball. Fans are passionate and beyond obsessed than any other program in the country. It's why it's so great. I think it's safe to say we need a coming-to-Jesus moment to make the tournament. Yes. They will. They'll, yeah. they'll need something. Will have to drastically change with lineups or play or something. Um, and even yeah. then, I think it'll be a long shot. It has to happen defensively. Um, I just retweeted John Gassaway and Kim Palm. I mean, South Carolina had their best points per possession this season. Um, like analytically, Kentucky right now they're shooting. They're getting more shots up than any other team like in conference history play ever because they're rebounding 40% of their misses, and they're not turning the ball over a ton. Like Offense isn't much of the problem. It's defense, and I think a lot of it is because the two 
vocal leaders are getting beat so badly and there's not some sort of like I feel like defense is one of those things that you have to all be in this together and I know that's a very corny way to put it but like it's team defense and yes people get broke down but it takes all five to get stops and if you're not completely bought in with all of your teammates it's going to suffer and I, I think that's where we're at right now. I think that's reflective of what's happened in the locker room. I don't know what it is, but clearly they're not all on the same page. And I, I think that we're seeing the fruits of it with this poor defensive play that currently ranks 93rd nationally in defensive efficiency. The Wolf. That's yeah, tough. It's not, that's like uncharacteristic. It's completely – if there's – at least Cal's – that's what his team's at best, was just defend the hell out of you. That's why you play these big lineups, right? That's why you have all these big guys. So you can play good defense, and they have just been horrific. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show, and uh, we're, we're doing the best we can on the Thornton's text line. We'll keep going after it here on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call, one final segment here on the Big X. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. Uh, can't believe we still have three more days left in this week. I know. January is the worst month. We've I know we we have month conversations quite a bit, but it's definitely the worst. If UK basketball sucks, then January and February take on a whole new meaning. I I do totally agree with that. That's part of the reason why I love well don't love, but I'm I'm cool with January and February is because usually you get basketball to hold your hand through these dark and troubling times. But basketball UK basketball spit into our face tripped mm-hmm. us and uh is not helping us up and i'm not happy about that no no but hey they did finally announce liam cohen's uh, kentucky's offensive coordinator yesterday so. it happened Woo-hoo. the deed is done uh also jamirian wilcox said he is going to announce friday so we'll get a little good weekend news is it going to be uk yeah that's good yeah, oh. bada boom, bada bam. I really don't think there's a bigger benefactor to all this than UK football. Like, the fact that they kind of loaded up where the offense should be really fun next year, you brought back the offensive coordinator that put up some points and helped you to 10 wins. There's a lot of good momentum and good vibes for UK football. So yeah. that's yeah. that's worth getting exciting about, and uh, the, the Krogs going to be rocking in September. The um... – Cohen did his first interview while we were all watching that poop show last night with BB in tonight. And, uh, he had a line about, um, I'll, I'm pulling the highlights for the website this morning, but it was something along the lines of, uh, with the talking about the receivers, like the domination, like they need to dominate every down. Like it's a good start, but they got a lot of work to do. Like in that, that kind of like, and he also said something too, he he took blame for Kentucky's last season, which I found interesting. Like it's oh. all of our faults, myself included. 
why we fell short of expectations last year. Man. And I've got to help fix it. And I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, Liam Cohen. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I love that. And he's the guy that, like, when UK would have a mediocre offensive performance back in 2021, he, like, Stoops was like, yeah, dude was inconsolable. I had to go pick him up off the floor in his office and tell him, like, hey, it was just a bad game, man. You'll be okay. Oh, that Florida game that they won and they still sucked on offense, he just, like, couldn't handle it. Like, yeah. He had no idea how to act. I, that's that's what fans want from their coaches is like it, hey it means as much to you as it does to us that's and, and again don't get so caught up in coaches words but like stoops multiple times was like yeah he took it really really hard we had to tell him that like you know you turn the page and you move on to the next one but it does make you feel good knowing that it, it matters as much to some folks as it does to you as a fan and you get that in cohen so uh, Buy your season tickets, pack the Krogue, keep hoping that they can keep getting good players in. And, uh, you know, UK football, it never lets us down, Roush. Never, never <laughs> lets us down. Uh, he's getting his introductory press conference tomorrow, moving here Wednesday. Sweet. Uh, Texter says, if we're good with Calipari having another year after missing the tournament two of the last three years and losing the first round the other the other time then Kentucky status as a blue blood is on probation. Uh, yeah. I, what I would say to that is you're probably not necessarily wrong in some degree, but I, for me, it's just like a, you did so much in the early part of your tenure. Don't let it go out this way. It doesn't have to go out necessarily with a national championship, but don't let it go out with, missing the tournament let's get a little bit of fun back in the program you go out the right way we celebrate you for your overall tenure and not just what has happened the last uh several seasons unfortunately but i i i understand your point well taken another texter says alex from colga here sorry for the late text but i need to know where what matt sack learned about this team last night and the reference to his tweet uh hmm. i don't know i think Matt said yeah, Matt's sad. I don't know, but I, I think Roush maybe does. But I would just go ahead and assume that it's like a locker room division, that players don't mesh well. I've heard rumors that it's like a, a Wheeler thing. It's an Oscar thing. The thing is, folks, it's because UK is losing. It, this happens with any bad UK team where you hear rumors about locker room issues. I don't doubt that there's maybe some truth to it, but it's all because they're losing. And it's not going to make things better, obviously, but it's only happening because UK is losing. Capiche? Winning cures all. Winning cures all. And uh, last night should have been an easy opportunity to do that. Shit, it's so easy. They yeah. just set up on a platter for them, and yeah. they just went up there and just knocked the platter down, and then they stomped on all the food, and they made Hooked sure nobody was going to have anything to eat. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, if Cal goes and takes the recruiting class with them, UK will be fine. I do agree. UK will be fine. I agree with that first sentence. It may not be as good next year, but I guarantee the coach will be hired as good enough to put together a team via recruits in the portal. The portal era changed the game, and it's huge for Kentucky because we were going to have to be put in a position, regardless of what year John Calipari left, that UK would be have nobody left. LSU had zero scholarship players in April. Missouri completely rebuilt. UK is a hell of a lot more attractive. Totally agree, Texter. Totally agree. And people that don't see that are just, I don't know if they're naive or they don't understand the portal or I don't know. But and, and make no mistake about it, you could get a coach like Kenny Payne that could come in and totally whiff on the portal and UK could be really bad. 
What that would tell me is UK hired the wrong coach. And I don't think UK would hire the wrong coach. The stakes are too high. Was it you that mentioned uh, all the other Blue Bloods and how they're like, they just keep hiring from within? Um, yeah. Yeah. Feels like you could get a nice little steal. And I also talked myself into Scott Drew last night with a buddy. Um, as Because, like, isn't he just the perfect tubby kind of feel good? No. Play, like, right? No. No, he's not. Scott Drew's a really good coach, and I think he'd do well at UK. I think there's like seven guys that UK shouldn't be a job that you're doing what Cal's doing this year. Like, it should be a job that a lot of people should be able to succeed in. So I think Scott Drew would do well. He just isn't one of my top, you know, he's not, I think I had him at five, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying I was out on him, and gotcha. yes, it, it took it took some convincing for me to believe that a national championship winning coach could be all right at Kentucky. And I, but, I would uh, be okay but, with it. I just I, I think it, you could you could do a little better. Maybe a hot take. Yeah. Maybe a hot take. And he's been really really good lately. And this year a little bit of an exception, but he works the portal really really well. I know that he could put together a good class, and his teams always play tough and hard. Uh, usually, kind of the makeup of Calipari teams up until a little uh, a little bit recently. Did you um did you notice that Kansas somehow was able to squeak out a home? Yeah, uh, it's, a home it's game? about the time they got a good whistle there late. In the really, game. so weird. Did you know they were in the double bonus for twelve minutes in the second half? Well, that's crazy. That that Bog uh-huh. Allen that never happens. Never ever happens. Like honestly, like I just punt that program to Bolivia. <laughs> God bless. Bill Self cheated his ass off and is going to get zero consequences for it. Yeah, you know, Whoa, he had to miss, what, a game this year? Don't hate the player. Don't hate the coach. Don't hate the toupee. Hate the game, man. They're they're winning. We're not. I'd much rather be in their position than the position we find ourselves in. Uh, by the way, I had a tweet about this yesterday. So let's assume Cal. this is Cal's last run at UK. Uh, earlier in the show, I did I did a, a, a little thought exercise where he's back now let's do the alternative where he's gone holy smokes this is why athletic directors are so important behind the scenes right now and i just have zero confidence this is happening to the point that i almost laugh when i say it out loud but mitch needs to be working with nike needs to be working with uk's nil partners with uk's biggest donors and saying these commits we need to stuff their pockets with money. We need because because think about how appealing it'd be not only to bring in a new coach that's going to have his own philosophy and do some new things, but what coach is going to say no if you have that class committed and they plan on sticking around and staying? DJ Wagner's gone. There's no chance you keep him, and that's understandable. Whatever, but everybody else, you theoretically could, and they're connected more to Calipari than they are to UK. I understand that, but money talks. And if you could get in their ear and just make it get, didn't Shaden Sharp get a Ferrari? Like get the Ferrari dealer, <laughs> get the Ferrari. And I'm, you know, it's like it is funny, but I'm I'm being serious that like make it so hard for these recruits to say I don't care if we've got Bozo the Clown coaching us next year. We want you in UK jersey, and we're gonna make sure financially you're happy being in a UK jersey. Behind the scenes, this is where athletic directing is so important. And I have zero confidence that Mitch is doing any of that, any of it at all. And I think Justin Rowland had a tweet yesterday. He's like, Mitch needs to talk to people. He needs to come out and like address what's going on with UK basketball right now. And he's not going to because it's just not he, – he's – He's not a leader. I hate saying it. You know, I hate I hate that some people disagree with that. He's not a leader. He's not a leader. He's not a leader. 
he needs to go. But behind the scenes, UK needs to be working their ass off to make sure that this recruiting class is staying committed. If U of L can do with Adidas and keep the majority of their players even throughout a coaching change, and then not only the coaching change happens, but what do they go do? They go get like a top 10 recruit nationally. If Adidas can do with U of L football, then certainly Nike can do with UK basketball. And that needs to be going on today if it's not already happening. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, good point. Thank you. The roster construction of this basketball team is atrocious. A back-to-back scrap-the-bucket center who has trouble putting up numbers against Link. We have zero shooters. I don't care what anyone says. Playing Livingston at the 3-4 is a mute argument. I don't agree with that. I think it's a total valid argument that you have him at the 3 with Lance Ware and Oscar as the 4 and the 5. That's not his game to be dependable hitting threes. I do agree with you there. We play 4-on-5 on offense. Seems to me every coach goes to the St. Peter's tape and tells his players to watch this and let our best – and let's do our best to replicate this game plan. I know that sounds like an easy out, but it's true. We want to run our sets, and the point guard guarding severe just sags back into the paint waiting for the play to be ran. We can't score in transition because we can't guard a soul. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if anyone does. Just a bad, bad basketball team all around. It is a bad basketball team, Texter. And we appreciate you yeah. texting in. Yeah. And that's what the Texan's for, Roush, is for people to vent. Yep, uh, Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 is the number. It's almost as good as stopping in your neighborhood, Thornton's, and getting something. Like, dude, today is the perfect, I'm just going to eat a couple donuts. Er, and I say couple, it, you really can only eat one because they're mm-hmm. such enormous donuts. But, like, getting the, treating yourself to a Thornton's cup of coffee and uh, Thornton's donut, you, you kind of have to after the way last night went. A texter sends in a screenshot, and the gist of it, said, the geist of it, says uh, that New York one year of mobile sports betting generated six hundred ninety-three million dollars generated in hmm. taxes. Hmm. Uh, a texter says, "Wonder what the horse industry generated." I'm guessing less than that. Good text, texter. Love that. That is great text. Uh, and then this is taking, this is going in a different direction, but you texted it in, so we're going to read it. Another athlete drops dead for medical emergency. We don't know if it has anything to do with the big old elephant in the room, but I got to ask if you and your family, including your own children, took the boop, wouldn't you want to know if you were in danger of the same thing? I know anything can happen to anyone at any given time, but when we do get to the point where it's not just all a coincidence anymore, we shouldn't fight about it. We should be all wondering, and it shouldn't be illegal to question. I totally agree. We need to know what is going on. and. Maybe it's maybe it has nothing to do with anything else. Maybe it does, but it's not a crime to ask questions in this country. We should be wanting to know. A texter says, "I don't know. Oh, lock boy. her up. I've, I've been ha- told lock her up. Lock what up? Lock her up. I don't get it. I'm just making a, a political joke from like five years ago. I hate our fan base. They act like children. If I was a coach, I, why would I leave Arkansas, Alabama, for our insane, unreasonable fan base?" I'm sure the other schools can offer I mean, them much as UK. Acting like Kentucky fans are just more unreasonable than other. Like, does Nick Saban is, is should nobody want to replace him because of Alabama fans are unreasonable? Are Georgia fans too unreasonable for Kirby Smart? Like, fans are crazy. You deal with it. Like, that's just what you do. I, I do think try to keep it in check. Don't make it like super personal. Don't go outside Cal's house and be a complete nut. Don't do anything illegal, obviously. But the fan, the, it's a double-edged sword. When the cats are rocking and rolling, there's no better fan base in the world. When you're losing and you're losing inexplicably, yeah, people aren't going to be happy about it. 
People at UK get top players because it's UK, not because of Cal. Remember how bad recruiting was with Billy and Tubby. Uh, no, you got to get somebody that's a good recruiter too. But I think with Nil, it's you, you're pretty well off here at UK. Also, can you please explain to me why fans are now getting mad, Nick's buddy, about Cal saying, "Don't take it out on the kids. Be mad at me." Were they not calling for accountability from Cal? I'm not over this team because, like everyone said last year, regular season doesn't matter. I'm over the fan base and KSR. You gotta have to take that up with KSR. I didn't hear what they said or not, but I, I think Cal saying that is totally appropriate. I think it's what he should say. It's what any coach should say. Don't attack the kids, of course. And I'm glad he's not throwing the kids under the bus, although I bet to some degree he probably wants to in some areas. But it all falls back on him. He understands that. There's nothing wrong with him saying that. Do you agree with that, Roush? I'm very confused because um, there's like he was like trying to like yeah yeah. Uh, I, and again, it's, like the media's fault is always the one that I'm like, all right, well, that's just ridiculous. Uh, but you know, I'm media, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cop for media. It's it's not our fault. The basketball team is not good. Wasn't there trouble in the locker room with Wheeler last year? Also, the fact Cal has not brought in a better point guard in the past two years shows the complacency in Wheeler. Well, we thought Wallace was going to be able to do that, but he just has a tough time dribbling. Yeah. And yes, we heard that at the end of the season with Wheeler that he was a little bit of a stinker, but uh, and maybe there's truth to that, but. People don't like losing, and UK was losing to end last season, and they've been doing a lot of losing Ooh. this year. Fun fact from David Conninger, who covers South Carolina for the Post and Courier. Uh, this is the third time South Carolina's defeated Kentucky at Rupp Arena. The other two times South Carolina won at Rupp, Kentucky had a new coach the next year. Well, well, could be uh, could be happening. Okay, uh, this the the six four seven number who I always love hearing from has a bunch of text, but they're pretty short, so I think we can rip through them. I'll probably get crushed for this, but a guy who shoots thirty percent from three, going four or five on twenty six footers in the first half, seems like not so great luck. And that's what freaking killed me about Jimmy Dykes. He was just like, "Oh, if you're UK, what are you doing? You got to go out and defend him." He, he Jimmy, even he is twenty seven <laughs> feet away from the basket, dude. Like he's just hitting shots. Sometimes that happens. Jimmy Dykes has to have a a, a causation for everything. He, he also made a comment about not closing out hard enough, but then he's like, well, he is only a 22% three-point shooter. And it's like, that's why he wasn't out there. Like, he's like, when you're Damian Collins, you can't get stuck in the middle of the lane. It's like, yes, you can. He's a Cardinal 22% three-point shooter. Oh, my gosh. It's one thing to be bad, but every team plays harder than us. Totally agree. That's so frustrating. We look like an already bad defensive team with our two best defense – two with. We look like an already bad defensive team without our two best defenders. Matt Painter seems like someone Mitch would hire. Please no. Please no. Matt, I think Matt, Matt Painter no. is a hell of a coach. I think he's a hell of a coach, not the right fit for UK. He's also just going to be a Purdue lifer, and he's been there like 25 years. Didn't he go play at Purdue? Right? Yeah, like, I think so. Or Scoot, he, he played at Purdue, didn't he? Or did he played Indiana. I have no idea. E either way, he's in Indiana. He's not leaving there. Uh, but even if he did want to leave there, no, 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 no. He doesn't like he gets good players in there, but he doesn't like recruit super, super dominantly. It, 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 yeah, no, he did play at Purdue. Absolutely not. Like, he's not. Uh, he's not leaving there. How many quad one wins do we need to get in the tournament? Three or four? Who cares? It's not going to happen. You know who's not afraid to say it? Derek Terry. Derek Terry's not afraid of anything. That's I do. Afraid. I do love like Derek. You could have been like, why didn't you do this when you had the job, buddy? Like, yeah. Well, he like, probably felt that that's part of the media thing is you got to kiss boots sometimes. Now he's not kissing boots. He's going to yeah, say what he needs but to say. You can still, like, I can still have hot takes and just, like, know. not, uh, yeah, I can but have You're a pretty takes. big boot kisser. 
Oh yeah, you know me. I love, love kissing boots. I'm like, kidding. I'm kidding. But like, uh, you don't need to have a bunch of scoops to be successful. You probably would be more successful if you had hot takes that people enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when last year's team was good, they weren't exceptionally tough. Some of that is personnel. Some of that's culture. Can't help but think KP leaving impacted Cal a lot more than we give him credit for. I'm not trying to do a Kenny won those games thing. I think it's a big deal. I, and I think you you also just have to look at like there's been a decrease in the program and readiness from UK since Robic's been gone. And everybody talked about yes. he was the X and O scouting mastermind. Well, and he, since he's been gone, uh, UK just usually doesn't look right. Look how often UK is just like the other team comes out of the gate hot and the cats just look like they've got a ghostly look on their face. The, the part that uh, also frustrates me too is how, how is nobody on that bench telling Cal, like what the hell are these lineups? Right? Like yeah, could those have, other guys have, have been, hit, right? They're not. I mean, they're not dumb. I mean, yeah. like they're not dumb. They have to be. Or I, I just worry they're being too much a yes man. Potentially, yeah. but I don't know. Those those three. Chin Coleman doesn't strike me as a yes man. They just that dude doesn't strike me as. That's yes true. Man. Yeah, that's why I, I don't. I just I don't get it. This whole oh, season, I don't that's get. A, it. That's another thing too. Behind the scenes, if I'm Mitch Barnhart, I'm telling Orlando and T. I'm telling the staff that like, hey, if things do change, I get it. You may want to go ride with your guy. You're gonna have a million other options. We're gonna pay you over a million dollars as an assistant to stay here at UK. Like, we're gonna make sure because who doesn't like? I want Orlando and T. Was still around. I I want anybody that can try to recruit really well and maybe even keep this class together to be at UK if that if it does come to this. Last text, and we'll wrap up the show. He brought Kentucky back from the dead, immediately made us cool program again, one right away, Final Four in his second year, a title in his third, changed college basketball. Some of the best days of my life were spent watching his teams win big games. If it does come to an end sooner than we'd like, I hope people can have some perspective about what he has meant to the program. Totally agree with that. That's a in the show on. I'm going to take this over to Twitter space. If Roush or Scoots wants to hop in, I'd, I'd love it. If they can't, I totally understand. Thank you, everybody, for texting in. We get it. This is a spot for fans to vent. We're right there with you. It's therapeutic to, uh, to a certain extent. UK basketball stinks, and we're all unhappy about it. So let's talk it through. We'll be back again tomorrow at 7 a.m. If you can't join us on Twitter, this is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Roll 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 Justin Taylor. We'll see you on Thursday. Ain't no, ain't no love.